Hi and welcome to the Blended Science Podcast. In today's episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Dr. Putima Dechaba Chelopongopozi, who is an innovative specialist. She advocates for innovative health solutions and she holds a PhD in pharmaceutical chemistry where she did work on nanoparticles and their use in TB treatment. In 2018, she made the Melon Guardian 200 Young South Africans. And in 2019, she ran and finished the Comrades Marathon, which is 89 kilometers, equivalent to 54 miles. She loves tennis, she's a mother and a wife, and she also aspires godly wisdom. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Putty, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. So privileged. I didn't expect that great introduction. <laughs> Surprise. Thank you so much. Blessing for the introduction. Sure. It's a pleasure. It's my pleasure, Putty. I actually took some time and just had a look at what you have been doing and uh, you are all over. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) You are all over digital media and um, yeah, which is good, which is good. I try. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I came across your dissertation um, by chance, I was actually putting together a grant application on some nanotechnology. And then I was like, oh, I know this person. And then um, I read your thesis and some of the stuff that I took from your thesis actually helped me write the grant and I got the grant, which is nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Such, yeah. a, such a privilege and honor to know that I contributed to that. I mean, yeah. it's so rare to actually hear that people do look at other people's theses. They're lying there, I know, but thank you so much for that feedback. I'm glad and that your grand event was successful. Sure, sure. No. Thanks, Putsi. So now, Putsi, let's step back a little bit and just talk about um, what got you into a career in science. What motivated you to pursue a, a career in science? Ooh, yeah, quite a, a great question to start with. But I think for me, most of it was just the curiosity of it from a, a high school, a sort of high school experience as well as navigating through different careers. And I think I was it was just quite obvious that I'm very strong in the science subject more than any other subject. So the choice was quite easy for me. But when I then, I mean, when you grow up and looking for career, you then look at these careers such as engineering, being a doctor, but I knew those were not really something that I could quite fit in with. And I think Mm -hmm. by somehow God's grace, I did get accepted for my last or second choice of of field when you applied KZN. So I was accepted for biochemistry. And Mm -hmm. somehow I actually had love for chemistry in my final matric year during um, my grade 12 and my high school. So Mm -hmm. it it, it really linked so well into exactly where I wanted to go. And I knew that I'm such a big fan of learning about the human being, but not to particularly be with patients. So science just became something that I somehow just grew very close, um, like, you know, clinked well with. And in my personality, I'm a very introverted person. 
So just me mm. just reading certain aspects about science and more especially about how the body works, chemical works in the body really fascinated me a lot. And I remember very well just doing this whole experience or this assignment about the cell and how the cell, the chemicals work and all these organelles in the cells, the mitochondria, the, the nucleus. So that for me was just a huge a fascination to me and it really got me into really the passion that I had about health sciences and why science really became a bit more something that I could relate well with in my career yeah. in my, my, my career choice making mm, mm, yeah that sounds good so it's actually you 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 fell in love with science from high school and and that translated into your tertiary studies yeah yes. that sounds good that sounds good Interesting. Yeah, sure. yeah so let's talk about your phd work um i the fact that now it's in the public domain i think we can now talk about it right yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> and people read it like yeah. honestly, to be honest it's a huge surprise that people read my thesis <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your work. Um, what it, what it, it was about, and what were some of the findings um, yeah. um, in 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 your field? I know you're working with TP. Sure, I'm. I'm happy to do that. I think one thing for sure, I didn't even think that I'll get to the level of PhD. To be honest, when I started mm. with my science career, but I mean like the environment allowed it, the availability of funding allowed it. And, you know, it just seemed like something that would take me away from doing the normal career of routine work if I hadn't really started doing research, getting into research. So yeah. getting into my PhD was obviously um, through a grant. And I think well, I was also privileged that it wasn't a, a, if a normal PhD that I could do at a university full-time. I had a privilege of being hosted for my PhD study by the CSRR, which is the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research. They mm -hmm. hosted me and I was doing basically research for this research group um, called the uh, polymer, PNC Polymer and Composites. Um, mm -hmm. It was one of the research groups there and there was a collaboration between them and the Northwest University. And I think mm -hmm. that uh, I, I had I had a, a big passion to do to do work on nano nanopart nanotechnology that obviously yeah. relates to medicine. But when then that opportunity came for me to be hosted, then it became a huge knowledge of you know that's exactly what I wanted. I worked mm -hmm. on uh, designing a drug delivery system that had the that could potentially deliver two um, anti-tuberculosis drugs, isoniazid as well as rifampicin. Mm. So basically just knowing that the delivery could lead to an improved treatment of tuberculosis because the current burden that we had there, I mean, it's still a huge burden. Tuberculosis is a huge disease burden in South Africa. And mm. the treatment is there and has been there for some time. But the problem with that is people not being... Uh, compliant to the medication that leads to obviously the creation of new strain of tuberculosis and also the, the fact that it's too long. So the solution that I had, uh, that my, my thesis had was to use a nanoparticle and nano delivery system 
which was the nano, we used certain nanoparticles made out of polymeric material. And then we combined it with another different delivery system from that was patented by Northwest University and the mm -hmm. Prof Problems Group for the Fairwrights. So my thesis was to combine the two delivery systems to make a hybrid system because they had different aspects about them. So combining them would actually eventually lead to our 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 insight into ensuring that the drug get delivered quickly and also there's a slow release of the drugs and that will ensure that that will lead to a reduction of the doses that the patient don't have to take dosage uh, high dosage every day and also would reduce the period of treatment from possibly six months to two months so that mm. would then make it more of a compliant medication that instead mm. of taking the medication every day you'll take it once a day because of the long release of the drug and then only for a period of two months that becomes more sustainable and compliant for patients to worry about taking a huge pile of medication each and every day so that was the whole reason that we had about it to solve this high burden disease in south africa or treating it because it's there and it's still a burden it's just treating treatment the treatment of it could be more effective than um, it, 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 it it currently is um, so that's what the, the technology looked at Wow, that's that's pretty exciting. That is right. exciting work. Um, uh, just on a personal level, I've lost uh, a cousin um, to TP. Mm -hmm. um, oh. And also, just one of the things you mentioned is um, compliance. It was a major factor, you know. Um, her situation also was to an extent whereby the nurses ended up saying, you know what, we don't know what to do with you anymore, you know, because of resistance and, mm -hmm. and you know. And they ended up just saying, you know what, just go home. There's nothing okay. we can do, you know. Yeah. And they just Check said, in. yeah, they just said, you know what, um, what you need now is just support from your family mm -hmm. and just do what you can to live. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. My sincere condolences. I mean, those stories, they, they hit hard because mm. we know it, it, it exists and people not knowing the effect of them I take yeah. it quite lightly so it's really a bad uh, burden so my sincere condolences and yeah hopefully things will get better thank you thank you so much yeah. Pretty. yeah and i hope i hope the work that you did i'm sure someone else is doing something else to enhance it or to further the study i hope yeah. that you know in the future we get to actually see it um, happening yeah. yeah yes sure definitely there was a huge contribution that i believe i did put mm. in and uh there's obviously more, more 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 studies that needed to be done i went to the level of doing the in vitro studies of it yeah uh in, inside mice but obviously there's more that needs to be done you know with science and yeah. there's a huge long uh of, of of experiments and phases for you to get to the final real results but i think if it gets to a certain clinical level of research that's when we yes. know that it's, it's, it's close to fruition but it's definitely a possibility of ensuring that we we improve the the the, the treatment of tuberculosis especially in south africa yes okay. yes absolutely absolutely another thing that i, I want to touch on Puti, you did um a phd in pharmaceutical chemistry that is chemistry plus 
you know, and evaluating yeah. your stuff, you know, in contrary to someone who does a PhD in chemistry, they can just characterize and maybe send their samples for, you know, for analysis. And um, I've seen how in the chemistry, at least in the chemistry side, people generally struggle, you know, you know, PhD, master's work, taking long, people doing synthesis, things not coming up. And, um, and it just makes chemistry and the science in general a bit more challenging, you know, going in the lab, waking up in the morning. Um, I remember when I was a student, I also did a little bit of chemistry in my work. Um, so I, I was doing some extractions and I needed to have a certain mess of my compounds, right? Mm. I needed two grams, imagine, <laughs> because I was, I was giving it to rats and it took me maybe yeah. around six months just to, yeah. to get the two grams. Yeah, um, which basically <laughs> shows, yeah, basically shows how difficult it can be to do postgraduate research. I came across an interesting quote in your dissertation, which reads, there are two possible outcomes. If the results confirm the hypothesis, then you have made a measurement. If the result is contrary to the hypothesis, then you have made a discovery. Can you tell us more about that quote? <laughs> yes, I do remember the quote. I think it, 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 it um, I, I can't remember the author that I quoted, but that was one of my, that was the quote that I decided to go with for mm. my thesis. And that was literally um, a, 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 an affirmation in a way that there's a discovery that I made out of my thesis. And that's very difficult for someone to believe after studying for so long in the PhD, because you know, these kind of challenges that you're talking about, such as you have a certain uh, expectation that you produce a certain yield of a certain compound in this, in its purest form, but it doesn't mm. come out the way that you want it. So you have a certain hypothesis when you start but obviously yeah. things don't come out the way that you think that they will come and I think with that for me was the fact that um, my studies took longer as well they took mm. longer than I thought and most of it was I I did um, I, I didn't do a lot of thesis uh, synthesis like I did mm. for my master's I did a lot of synthesis for my master's for anti-cancer drugs but for this one it was more of a combination of of, of creating, making nanoparticles. So that is just a certain process that you obviously need to verify. Mm -hmm. That's okay. So when the other delays were cell, cell, because I had to do in vitro, in, uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in vitro in cells, and then I will then go to do the, the in vivo in, in, the, in the animals later on. The mm -hmm. cells will die, those delays that really just, disturb the whole process of just having mm. the project can work in the way that you want it to. But I think really what motivated me to write that that particular, I mean, to go with that particular quotation was simply because my hypothesis did not come out the way that I thought it would, in a way that the combination of making the, 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 the hybrid 
drug delivery system of nanoparticles, including the ferroid, would obviously have a more enhanced um, properties of the drug delivery system than the individual drug delivery system would have. I mean, the, mm. the, 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 the greatest thing that came out of it was there was a long duration of the drugs you know, being uh, positively showing to exist a lot in the lungs, which is the position where tuberculosis affects a lot. But in other places, such as part, other part, parts of the body, there wasn't that level of, 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 of release of the drug that we were looking forward to that I thought in my hypothesis would lead to that. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the drug delivery system was not specifically specific to certain organs, but it obviously needs to be released to ensure that it can, you know, be distributed well across the body in according to the hypothesis that I had. Mm. I think it just meant for me that I had to read a lot and find a way that I could defend my thesis and defend my, my studies in a way that would make sense and that back it up with other researchers that have found certain, certain discoveries and then obviously seeing what makes sense in my studies. So that's when I realized, okay, so this, the result doesn't have to come as a positive as you put it into, but you can come up with something different from what you thought. So it was totally a different, a different result that was a certain discovery mm. as opposed to what I thought. So I think that was a huge lesson for my PhD more than anything, because it forced me to read a lot and ensure mm. that I ensure that I have a clear an accurate way of explaining my results, whether negative or positive, to ensure that they have a positive contribution to this kind of study of work that I did for my PhD. So mm. it was a certain discovery <laughs> rather than a, a positive <laughs> hypothesis that had to be proved uh, as I thought it would. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I think it makes is, sense. that is very encouraging, you know, and I hope even to our listeners who are postgrad students are encouraged, you know. Um, I, I mean, so I mean, I mean, it's very clear that things just don't work out as you, you expect, and a lot of yes. discoveries, you know, penicillin were, were were made, you know, out of you know unexpected, yes, sure. um, yeah, sure. circumstances, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it's quite encouraging. Yeah, that's science for us. Yes. You, you make a measurement, <laughs> but you can also get a discovery, which is uh, a, a thing that excites, makes an exciting part of a, about science. Yeah. yeah. So now, Putty, you know, as I was researching you, mm. um, preparing for this interview, I saw that you're also a founder of a private company called Azanzi Health Solutions. Can you tell us? Can you tell us more about that? And okay, I'm really impressed. By the way, listening <laughs> uh, with the, the the research that you do with your uh, your audience or whoever you be interviewing, so it's quite mm. impressive. Mm. Yeah, indeed, I have. Uh, I've registered a company in 2018 mm-hmm. when I I, I I grew a huge interest in entrepreneurship. And simply yeah. because I, I was in a situation which some science students could relate to, and that is unemployment, which is quite real that hits South Africans. So I had a I had a contract with the CSRR 
and also the NRF that was extended for like a year after my PhD had to be finished. Remember, it was supposed to take three years. It's normally a, a period of three years, but I, I think after then, things mm. didn't go as I thought. I had to finish my PhD while I was at home because my contract had ended. So from there, after I submitted my thesis, I went through a period of unemployment and I needed to get an opportunity. But I think in the midst of that, I think um, I was blessed to have a partner who is very entrepreneurial in his thinking. And I just grew this great interest about reading or going through courses of entrepreneurship and everything. Mm -hmm. And I had to like, you know, ignite inside of me, what is my passion? And that my passion is to find health sciences that work for Africa. And obviously starting from South Africa and looking at obviously the countries, um, challenges with when it comes to health. I could like find solutions that could potentially lead to improved, you know, healthcare delivery or even have a device that I can provide through my entrepreneurial aspiration that I, I have and I've had been. I've registered a company, but from then I couldn't really operate in the way that I wanted to because I was still learning. And and I realized that, you know, it's 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 not something that I went to school for. And I didn't think it was in, in important, but it became such a, a, a huge interest to know that there's just so many things that one can do. Although I didn't get to, to, to the part, while well, I, I had instigated to start with the technology that I wanted to obviously let my company work on like a diagnostic for certain diseases that I thought I would uh, work with a partner in either in India or China. And mm. there's one, there was a new partner that I would potentially make in Europe. Uh, I couldn't finalize that, but what I did during that period is that I did a study with one of this uh, consultancy company, but they're also very active in, in, in pharmaceuticals called Kiara Health. We did a study mm. for government to come up with a biopharmaceutical sector plan. And I hope that if government implemented it, then it would have made a different story to what, what we're going through in COVID because it, it would speak to us producing vaccines locally and obviously mm, government having yeah. a good plan. But it was still at the early stage and the, the the pod was submitted quite late. So it was one of those things. The only thing that I really was active in in my company was through consultancy and I'm still active in it. It's just that when I started working for the Innovation Hub, then uh, I think my business work just kind of lagged because the weekend just became like I want to relax but it's still mm. something that I'm actively working on on the side to see that I can reignite but I want to get some products that I can potentially obviously provide or services that I can provide to South Africa effectively it's just a matter of balancing work life you know and also just you know this mm. long term but I think that was really the the whole ignitation that I had on mm. on something that ignited that passion for me to to start this this company and it kept me quite busy and learning and I've learned a lot and even mm -hmm. my current work talks to what I have done and I also try to address this challenge to a lot of scientists that obviously have degrees and still don't have a solution so I believe that I'm, I'm I in my work I do address such challenges to ensure that we build that gap that exists that there's no industries in South Africa that address that apply scientific, you know, scientific, what can I say, scientific uh, solutions that we learned about as students. You do a lot of these and you expect to get a career in, in the university and those are very rare. 
and there's an industries to employ me to do this kind of test and also do this huge clinical trials to come up with a vaccine. I mean, those are the industries that we belong in in science, but there aren't such opportunities. So the best ways for pe- for us to find our own passion of entrepreneurship to see what can we offer to a country and you know have this enterprise development going in us mm-hmm. to show you know economic sustainability in a way because there's so much to offer. Wow. I think this is what you're talking about is just the point of education, that education, we're teaching people, obviously, to acquire knowledge. And Mm -hmm. after acquiring the knowledge, we want to see them applying them. And the major problem currently is that there aren't many uh, employers. (laughs) And and that's why we have such a high unemployment rate. So I think... Yeah, I think your work is, is definitely encouraging. And I hope someone who, you know, I've recently came back to social media. I haven't been on social media. Yeah. And upon interacting with people, you know, I can see that your COVID-19, there's COVID-19 that, and a lot of mm. people lost, you know, jobs and things like yeah. that. And I, and I think yeah. um, you are putting, perhaps showing us a way in terms of, you know, Maybe let's 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 try to think. If I learned at school how to make mayonnaise, let me mm. make mayonnaise from home, you know, sure. and and see if I can I can sell it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the true whole idea about it. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Cool, um, Putty. We have come to the end of our interview. Um, really? um, you still have. The last question that I want you to 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 talk to, right, about women in science. Do you have any parting words? Yeah, with, with regards words to women in science. Women in science um, yeah, any encouragement around that? You, I have a number, but I don't know which one to start with. But no um, my encouraging word is just for 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 for, for just. The fact that there is so much that women does offer to to science in general, and also not there's a lot of um, there's a lot of challenges that women experience. I think it's in every field, and I'm not sure if I can just include it to science per se. But mm-hmm. to think that you know, obviously, you know, the normal problems such as you know the cultural expectations of what a woman should be, mm-hmm. and also the the, the whole, you know, norm of having to bear children sometimes that can disadvantage you, especially when you grow in your career. And even in your research, you find that postgraduate mm. students happen to get married and such obviously instances are not really made for them or to be open to say what options do they have when such things happen. Are they still going to be, you know, secured funding because it stands as a disadvantage at the end. But I think there's so much that women offer. In addition to them, obviously, having this nurturing ability about them, there's still this power of, of creativity and also just a sense of, of, of ownership. I mean, women knowing how to nurture, the way that they can nurture what they're given, and even in the science, it's just so much that they can offer to to ensure that there's a clear, improved way of doing things. And the fact that they are female shouldn't be a disadvantage to mm. what they are 
intellectual capability should be because there's equally mm-hmm. as much intellectual capability con- capable contribution that women can have to the science field and even beyond and also just to the country them being this a reckoning factor of of moving things to a different way that than it should be so there's mm-hmm. a huge role that women can play and i think the the part about being role models is role modeling of young you know especially black women doing it and showing that it's doable to mm-hmm. other young people it becomes a big factor to know oh i can actually do this i don't have to be limited to this it's just for them to know that there isn't limit in as much as the society could put on women there's just so much extra more that can be put and they are so needed in this field of science in as much as men would be needed and that's that's what i could put in forward but yeah mm-hmm. i just think i hope that uh, it made uh, <laughs> it made sense in what I, i'm saying because definitely makes yeah. makes a lot of sense um, um i can't i cannot add because i'm not a woman <laughs> <laughs> but i can tell you you can do support <laughs> yes i can i can definitely tell you that um 2020 covid-19 really showed me the discrepancies you know the advantage mm-hmm. that i have you know working from home when we in lockdown mm-hmm. and um i could just wake up shower if i have to <laughs> and then start work <laughs> and mm-hmm. start working but it's not the same with my wife she has to wake up in the morning and think mm, do we have food yeah um you know and you know in as much as I'll try to to help out but the burden yeah. of actually thinking about the fact that the house is must be in order it's a lot you know yeah. I'll see her starting doing some work way later than I then I started you know and it just made me realize it's your yeah mm. That's so true. You realize that other I am glad that you come to that realization. Other men don't come mm. to that because it takes a lot to think about is the house clean? Um what are we going to mm. eat? Um things are they in order? You know, do you need any help? So that it comes with a lot. Yeah. And then obviously if you then have to add the effect of children is another thing. So they have to even if they get the help they need to ensure that obviously they are the coordinator of the house in every aspect of the food feeding you mm. and <laughs> so I'm glad that it came to that. It's so real and it yeah. it takes a lot of time and yeah. not so waking up and and getting to work as as we all want to. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I I always think that um you know in our context when a, a, a wife is a helper but these days it looks like we are the ones helping in the house. <laughs> <laughs> wow we are now helping yes. out in the house you know roles have changed you know and yeah 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 no no well, let, let let them be like that let them realize that yeah. you are the helper as well you're a helper yeah. of the house <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much Puti. I've loved this interview. Uh, I've loved Hi. connecting with you. Um yeah. it's it's, it's amazing you. when I look back at many many years when we're in mm-hmm. the same space, same connect group, same, mm-hmm. you know, church and um, yeah, and uh, we were 
particular that particular connect group was a postgraduate connect group mm -hmm. and it's amazing when i look at people who are part of that connect group and what they are you know the things that they are doing currently and the stuff that you are doing as well it's quite um, it's quite encouraging thank you so much uh, thank you so much for the opportunity and also just for reaching out it means a lot and obviously mm. hopefully this is not the end and yes. whatever needed we will just keep in touch and the connection and the networking should continue for a better exactly. The, the, exactly. This is something I highly appreciate, and yeah, it's 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 really something reigniting to, you know, where we come from and where how we can best, you know, help each other in our mm. path of going forward and of, of in our respective interests area. Mm. And congratulations on this. Seems like a very great platform, and yeah, I just hope it reaches as many people as possible, and that uh, mm. they get to learn and get inspired by your initiative great stuff <laughs> thank you thank you so much putty love thank this you. cheers right. bye bye now back to our listeners what an inspiring conversation with putty which is actually helping us to think seriously about our work and maybe be a little bit encouraged when things are not working out you know whether you're in the field looking for participants you know and you're not meet, meeting your sample size numbers or in the lab trying to make that experiment work i hope that turns into a discovery or whether you're in in business you know you've been knocking on different doors and and maybe you actually eventually get the right sponsors or the right people who would invest in your idea i wish you all the best in your endeavors I hope everything works out. From me, oh blessing, I'm sure some of you are wondering why Putsi is calling me blessing. My other name is blessing. And I hope this episode has been a blessing to you as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.